Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and let us fetch-splain you. Featuring Jason Johnson, Alina Casales, and Laura Ortiz. They're gonna break down all the latest fetishes. Explain them to Jason, who doesn't understand most of them, because he's old, and the only fetish he has is when his wife does butt stuff to him. Alright everybody, welcome back to Fetsplaining. This is our third episode in our BDSM series, and should be the final one it's looking like. Yeah. But uh, I'm Jason Johnson with... Alina, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, Casalis. Mm-hmm. Uh, your lollipop girl of the day, Laura Ortiz. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yes, Laura is currently working a lollipop. And I am an old man Jason. having very bad, bad thoughts. Jason, both hands above the table, Jason. Oh yeah, sorry. It is a it is a white it is a thick lollipop. Lena's sitting next to me, like I would actually like you know be working my tool over here in front of her. Like, hey, you see her with that lollipop? Jason, I check that out. Jason, I wouldn't put it past you to be the Louis C.K. assistant. I am not. No, I. It is well known that I am not the creepy old man in this town, and I do not want that shit started. That's what he says. I do some creepy shit, but not like to you guys. Well, so that makes it better. Well, no, no, no. It's just creepy shit to me. Uh, you can do creepy shit to yourself as much as you want to. And thus, and our topic to today, BDSM. <laughs> 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 So what's the, uh, how's it going to go today, Laura? We've talked about the history, we've talked about its practice and things, so today... We still got some uh, legal issues, baby. Oh, nice. Yeah. Legal issues. Yeah, legal issues and all sorts of, like, psycho... Psychology-esque yeah. issues to kind of bring up and talk and about. Just sort of briefly touched on the different um, psychological like traits of. Right. Yeah, and we practice. and we definitely talked about how like there are some like actual mental illnesses in the BDSM community that right. do need to be addressed, like right. sadomasoch, like uh, sadomasochism, the extreme versions of sadomasochism. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. But we haven't touched on uh the flow state yeah Ooh. and it's nothing like the avatar state i'm sorry <laughs> well it's, it's kind of like the it's, it's kind of it's kind of similar to the avatar state not entirely dissimilar it's, it's, to the it's avatar not state. It's <laughs> okay as someone who hated the movie avatar the okay. show is a lot better and don't uh, don't just don't even what movie? oh no 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 you're not talking about avatar blue people with tails they plug into each other you're talking no. about what avatar what is he talking about laura i don't know i don't know what he's talking about you're talking about, about avatar with the little ball guy we're talking guy. about avatar the last airbender right. man right and he can like no, no, bend no. shit okay the last air- 
the last airbender uh-huh. where they do six minutes of dance moves and then mo- maybe move a pebble. You know what <laughs> the hell is a so what the hell is the flow state? Let's so the flow state is a very specific state of mind that you can get into. Uh, it's very common to see it in athletes in. Uh, virtuosos oh the zone yeah getting yeah. into the zone it's, yeah it's, it's known as getting into the zone but there's actual it's actually called the flow state and yeah. there are a couple of different requirements for it to be considered the flow state versus something like hyper focus which is common right. with people in adhd mm-hmm. uh the flow state one of the requirements is that like you need to be working towards a goal yeah that you can actually like achieve and accomplish over another one is that like you tend to like lock in and you're not necessarily losing awareness of time, but it becomes a meditative place. Yeah. And it's something that it's a phenomenon that's been uh, recorded to happen within a lot of BDSM users, particularly those that are into Shibari or uh, the rope binding yeah. because you become meditative in this like, okay, I need to do this type of knot. I need to put this, rope around this hand or around this leg yeah and it becomes very meditative and it gets pretty you ritualistic very ritualistic and it's actually that flow state has been proven to be a wealth of like positive mental health benefits right you can like just increase dopamine increase like all these like good things that we want as people For helps sure. say stave off anxiety and depression yeah. which is why they've actually found that sometimes in not not in every BDSM user, but in some BDSM participant. participant thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, in some participants, uh, they found higher levels of like mental stability than the average person. Good. That they are yeah. a little bit more grounded, a little bit more emotionally aware and in touch and in tune with things, and not a little bit psycho. So right. So it's a very interesting uh, place to be in. But yeah. You know, it's what I think we should all stri- strive for. I think the flow yeah. state is very interesting, considering I have ADHD, so I know the difference between the flow state and hyperfocus. Yeah. Because hyperfocus, you c- you get lost on like a random uh, activity with no goal in mind. So you're you end going up down the TikTok rabbit hole. Exactly. <laughs> or you end up playing video games all day. Mm-hmm. There's no clear goal. You just that. described my life. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- which part? Video games all day and TikTok rabbit holes. Oh. That's what I do. Yeah. I'm Well, Jason, you're I'm retired. What else do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have a life anymore. That's right. It ended. Yep. <laughs> the day you retired. And got married and had a son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had More a couple of sons. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was that was the flow state. I mean the That's TikTok rabbit hole can be sort of explained with the uh, the brain's reward system, but we're not going to get into that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I I really wanted to bring up the flow state because I think it's really interesting. It is cool, you know, and it's yeah. like, and I've been there before, you know. Uh, and you now you can get there through sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. And non-binaries. Mm-hmm. You have to beat the shit out of each other for it, though. I mean, not necessarily. I think she specifically mentioned ropes. Yeah. yeah. Which I think if you're getting beaten up with ropes, you're probably doing it wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> Unless that's your thing. Yeah. Hey. You, you, know. you never Don't know. Don't shame me, Alina. 
All I'm saying is you grab a bag of grapefruits and they don't leave frozen. No. Nice. Yeah. Well, for me, it was oranges growing oh, up. So. Mm. And you never went around the face. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. My dad was a, a, a great at beating children. And uh, <laughs> it, it's one thing I can give him. And uh, yeah, he always left my face alone. He, he you know, the he, <laughs> the body, he was, he was all about. Truly an Olympic athlete of. Gold yeah. star to Jason. Yeah. Jason yeah. Father. <laughs> he was a uh, world class child beaten athlete. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Pets Planning. Yeah. You think he'd be an undefeated winner if there was like a. <laughs> no, because I finally stopped him. It was so. And he, he went like he went like 400 and 0. And then I, I one but night uh, kicked him in the balls and but, he stopped. But, but Jason, Jason, yeah. what if there was like a world tournament though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think like. He would. I mean, he's no Ike Turner or Joe Jackson, Ooh, but he is, is, you it, know, pretty is it just good. Grown men versus children. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's That's just what yeah. I'm thinking in my brain is just like world champion. This is this guy with both fists in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you have to award style points and creativity. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like I really liked it when you when you made him curl up in that fetal position and you were just stomping his ribs you know, that was good I that just, was that I was a honestly, move i wouldn't have thought i of. honestly thought it was so creative when you took his favorite toy and yeah. used it to beat him with it yeah. you took his most favorite thing and used it against him and yeah. it was just it was brilliant it was when, you, when you crammed gi joe <laughs> up his nose <laughs> Please. I'm gonna go ass. I was, I was my dad was a world class child abuser, not, not sexual abuser. Not yeah, he was not a pedophile. No, no, no. <laughs> I was, I was just tempted. I, yeah. I just wanted to see where that was going. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> but speaking of beating things, uh, let's get back to BDSM. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Because the article that was like really like heavily featured like this whole flow state was cons- was in time magazine and it's called yeah. this kind of sex can create an altered mental state and i hate to mm, there we go I'll do that sure um mm. flow state um also known in the community as it, it could be a uh, subspace mm. that's a uh, interesting i didn't know example. it was referred to as subspace so a subspace is um like I suppose when you're like following those different commands from your your dom and you're just in this warm sort of happy-ish state of mind that you're just very compliant and extremely vulnerable. And I feel like those two may have some similarities. No. Yeah. Well, like... Mm, I think another part of, like, the flow is that it actually brings a sense of mindfulness, so it can actually help ease, like, pain in general, which I think that subspace that you were mentioning could also, like, be very similar to. Mm -hmm. I think the subspace might be a little bit different depending on your role in terms of, like, are you in a more subservient role or are you in a more dominant role? I wonder if there is dom space because subspace is specific to for subs, yes. ah, and then there's dom space, which would be specific for doms. Correct. I'm assuming if 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 the naming system is what I think is gonna be, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which it, you know, 
problem you can see. See, from this, here's, uh, but we're getting into something right now that I'm having thick white lollipop. You nasty little girl, you, you, you're dirty, Lord, dirty. Anyway, <laughs> that's not what your no, mom said but, to me last night. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of child abuse, um, <laughs> so no, y'all got y'all are getting into something right now that, that I have a problem with with fetishes. Is is it's just too much? It's too too many definitions and words and things, and well, just do some fucking people. That's, Let's just that's one of the the key. Um, Shoot. Jason, if I wanted to do some fucking, I'd be like an animal. It's I am a human being with opposable thumbs. Fuck off. So there, those are middle fingers, That's a key Laura, characteristic not of thumbs. BDSM. It's Shh. very specific. Elena, oh, Elena, oh. don't undermine me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, I think, you know... Yes, and I've heard your stories. You do some just some fucking. I sometimes, <laughs> yeah. You get you're you are an animal, I Laura. Am a I've saint. heard. I am a saint. Mm -hmm. I am an angel. Yeah, okay. you look it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're sitting around at a hang at an open mic, and suddenly you open your mouth, and it's like, no, no, I don't want to hear that, Laura. I I was a grown man. I I could be your father. Don't say that to me. <laughs> well. You'd never have to worry about me calling anyone daddy. So, yeah. first of all, yeah. there's that. Yeah, because you like to be called daddy. Of course. Right. Incredible. I need I need this in my life to yeah. heal my childhood trauma. Right. So, right. So being called daddy is the only thing that works. Nice. <laughs> but it can never be nice. in a sexual setting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Alina? Laura? Yeah, yeah look in your eye. So is it, is it Dom? Is Dom it space? is it Dom space as compared to subspace? I just got some more confirmation that subspace is um, extremely similar, to, if not uh, synonymous with the flow state. Mm. Nice, um, but nothing quite yet um, with Dom space. Uh, if we could like sort of cut right here, um, I don't have access to the the fetsplaining uh, drive anymore. Mm. So I'm trying to like I tried to pull up the notes and I'm just like. Help. I don't know. Help get there. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, there is Dom space. Okay, cool. But I don't think that like anything we're talking about now is really certainly not the child abuse pain Olympics. Right. <laughs> right. Why? That's my favorite thing. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Uh, let's uh, head back in. Where yeah. were we? Yeah, we were at uh, subspace, subspace and Dom space. Dom space. It might be the same. It's, yeah. it's basically the same thing as flow state. Flow yeah. states basically yes. Flow state is just like a general blanket term for falling into that state mm -hmm. when you're not participating in BDSM. Yeah. So when you're working on a painting or doing some archery out in the field or like mowing the lawn, yeah. you know, you can fall into that flow, sta flow yeah. state and receive those like good benefits of like lower stress, lower mm -hmm. cortisol, better heart health. Like, yeah. Oh, I could go on and on about the flow state. But unfortunately, uh, there are some downsides to a BDSM that uh shocking. Yeah, the the world is yeah. a, is not a great place if you are uh considered an outsider, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, one of those bad things is the there are issues with BDSM and the law. Yeah. You know, cuz 
because the popo always got to keep us down. Well, yeah, there's that. But also, where does, you know, sex play stop and assault begin? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's a, that's a tricky question. Stops. Yeah. Well, that's also a tricky question. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of varies from country to country. I think in this program, we're going to spit be specific to the u.s yeah because we are a u.s based uh podcast and in the u.s it's kind of a gray area because it's not outright a criminal act to be assaulted like it is like some assault is an outright like criminal act you know I, I hit you over the head with a baseball bat and asked you for money. Mm-hmm. That's a criminal act right there. Yes. I whip you in the bedroom and ask you to call me daddy. Not really a criminal act. Right. Because there's an idea that consent was involved mm-hmm. before I whipped you <laughs> and asked yeah. you to so, call me daddy. So Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Alina, stop. <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> but it's kind of left up to the states to kind of d- like navigate right. BDSM. So like in New Jersey, uh they define simple assault to be a disorderly person's offense you, unless committed in a fight or scuffle entered into by mutual consent, in which case it is a petty disorderly person's offense. So right. it's really unclear depending on which state you're living in. As ter- in terms of like, okay, well, where is the line on this? Yeah. So we're going to get into a couple of court cases that have actually really like influenced the r- BDSM as a whole. Yeah. So the first one we're going to get into is called People versus Samuels. It occurred in 1967. And it was... Wow, that's way back. Yeah. I figured these would be well, more modern cases. Well, not exactly. Yeah. I mean, BDSM has been going on for... Well, yeah, I mean, we've covered that. We know it's going to go on, but I didn't think the law would be getting into it. But please, go go ahead. Um, Mm. It was uh, the defendant, identified as Samuels, was convicted in 1967 on the counts of conspiracy to produce and distribute obscene matter, two accounts of assault by means of force, and a final count of sodomy. Samuels was acquitted of the sodomy charge, but was found guilty of conspiracy and one case of aggravated and one of simple assault, the later, the latter of which was dismissed. In the end, he was sentenced to ten years probation and a fine of three thousand dollars. Yeah. So essentially, he just wanted to like distribute some like sexy material. Right. And he was known to be a part of that lifestyle, and the law, being a little bit more conservative at the time, it was sixties, right. you know. Did not like that. And they were just like, okay, we're going to try and, like, bring the hammer on you. Basically, they wanted they, they, they had him on pornography charges, but they knew they could punch it up and give him a harsher sentence if they said, well, look, he's beating this girl in here. Let's, we're going to go with assault on that. It doesn't matter if it was consensual or whatever. It's a standard shit cops do where I'm going to pull you over for a taillight, but because you asked me why I was pulling you over, now it's resisting arrest, so we're going to throw you in jail. They may basically make the charges worse so they can charge you harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. It looks like there there were appeals made on this case, yeah. and eventually that's what got him down to that lower like 10-year probation, $3,000 yeah. sentence. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, the defendant, Samuels, uh, testified that he recognized the symptoms of sadomasochism in himself, and his primary concern became to control and release his sadomasochistic urges in ways which were harmless. There was a hobby of photography that he participated in. He participated in the production of several films on the East Coast. Uh, the three of the films depicted bound individuals being whipped. Defendant wielded the whip in two of the films and acted as the cameraman, producer, and director of the third film. He testified that the apparent force of the whippings was faked and that cosmetics were used to supply the markings of the apparent beating. Yeah. And the produ defendant produced one of these at the trial. So it kind of ba basically came down to like his own pornography material got around. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, no, this is filmed assault. We're going to break yeah. the hammer down on you on yeah. this. We have evidence you did this, yeah. And, you know, it had to come down to like, no, this was like a, this is my kink. It's not actually assault. No one's actually being hurt. I know it's videotaped in this certain way, but, you know, no one's being hurt. I, no one's actually being assaulted. Mm -hmm. I'm just fine. Yeah. But it just goes to show that, like, the law, even back then, was already having a hard time kind of figuring out the line between, you know, what's real yeah. and what's actual abuse and what's sexual and what's faked and like, yeah. what's what teeters that line. So we're going to move over forward uh, to one that features more about consent. 1978 Commonwealth versus Appleby. Defendant Appleby claims to have been in a consensual sadomasochistic relationship with a man by the name of Cromer. The relationship lasted two years until the nature of the relationship became more violent than Cromer had consented to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Appleby was indicted with assault and battery of a deadly weapon and sentenced to eight to ten years in Massachusetts, Massachusetts Correctional Institute at Walpole cannot pronounce that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, this case is very important because it set the precedent on the nature of consent when it comes to bodily harm. Yeah. It kind of says, yeah. okay, you agreed to being whipped, but I didn't agree to being whipped this badly. Mm -hmm. yeah. It kind of said, here's the line I drew in the sand. Yeah. Do not cross this fucking line. And it kind of gives them um, precedent for a victim's consent to assault and batteries is not grounds for, like, the innocence of a crime. Right. So, like, yeah, I agreed to let you slap me on the face. Mm. I didn't agree for you to punch me in my fucking ribs. Yeah. Very distinct right. difference between the two. Yes. Huge difference. Yeah. Mm. But before, it was kind of blanketed that consent was consent. And yeah. It's like, no, not exactly. So this mm. is, like, our BDSM's way of kind of, like, taking back power and being able to say to, like, make things a little bit more defined and a little bit more clear for right. the non-BDSM participants, for the general public, so that they understand, like, just because I'm into this doesn't mean I I want this to happen. So part of the specificity mm -hmm. is for safety. Yeah. Which, yeah. speaking of safety, there is a case that happened in 1985, State versus Collier. Collier, the defendant, ran a modeling agency where the victim, Steele, was employed. After a night out, uh, and, you know, they drank, did some drugs, partied. Mm -hmm. uh, Collier became angry and imprisoned Steele in a room. 
and as punishment, Steele was subjected to various BDSM and sexual acts. Uh, the result left physical injuries on her body and face. Wow. The issue uh, is less about consent and more on the statute of assault and the foundations of social activity because this took place in Iowa and they have an actual law regarding this. Mm. Uh, <laughs> of all <laughs> places, Iowa's got the, the laws regarding BDSM. They've got the shit on it's, it's, it's not ex- explicit BDSM. Well, shit, there ain't nothing to do out in these cornfields. I may as well. <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, shit, ma'am, we need a law on that. <laughs> Your Honor, he agreed to be the scarecrow. Yeah. I didn't tell him to get naked and run backwards through that cornfield. He just did it. (laughs) Basically, Collier's Collier's defense was that because Steele had these books on sadomasochism and was, like, interested in it, that gave him – he felt he had the right to perform these things on her. And in the Iowa State Code, here here, State Code Section 708-1-2 – a person commits an assault without justification. The person does any of the following. 2A, any act which is intended to cause pain or injury to or which is intended to result in physical contact, which with which will be insulting or offensive to another coupled with the apparent ability to execute the act. So basically, like, being able to, like, hit someone and, like, punch someone. That's yeah. kind of bad. You have to have consent for that so basically what he was saying is is i'm really into this i'm studied up on it she knows that so that gave me permission to go ahead and just do it and they were like no she has to tell you it's okay for you to do that here's here's this is this is the definition of they're defining assault in these first couple ones is just like okay any act that causes pain or injury that's an assault any act which is intended to place another in fear that's Mm -hmm. assault any Intentional points a firearm to another person. That's assault. Mm. Where it becomes not assault, where it becomes kind of like, oh, this isn't assault anymore, is if the person doing any of the acts and another person are voluntary participants in a sport, social, or other activity, it's not considered a crime. And as such, these acts are seen as a foreseeable incident of such sport or activity. Mm -hmm. And does not create an unforeseeable, unreasonable risk of injury or breach of peace. Yeah. So he, what he was trying to say was, no, we're both involved in this social activity called okay. BDSM, yeah. which is why this isn't assault, which is yeah. why like this case shouldn't be valid. Yeah. But it's th- this case doesn't really focus on consent, even though it's kind of clear there's no really there's no consent there because she was drunk and on drugs and he imprisoned her. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the point they're kind of trying to find. Yeah, no, yeah, they're trying to get into the semantics of what is and what isn't uh, an activity, what is and what isn't assault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even up until recently, we're still trying to drive home like, hey, there was that viral video going around where it's just like a person who is asleep or drunk cannot drink tea. So even though you probably went through all the steps to make them tea, you cannot make them drink tea. Yeah. So, like, that's an issue. That was, like, that. that's what that whole case was trying to, like, kind of figure out between was at what point is this a social activity and mm-hmm. at what point is this no longer a social activity that there needs to be charges actually filed. Mm-hmm. And in the end, uh, Collier 
His defense did not hold up at all. Good. It was convicted of assault, resulting in severe bodily injury and possession of a firearm. And they were upheld in the appellate court. So someone had tried to appeal. He had tried to appeal it. And they were like, no, no, no. You're still guilty on this. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the end of that. You're, go- you're going. You're, s- you're settling with this. So that's the effect of that case. The next case that we have brought up, uh, People vers- versus Yanovich, or Yovanovic. Yovanovic. God, I, I butchered that <laughs> first time real bad. Occurred in 1997, <laughs> so I was a mere babe of three years old. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I was 22. I was uh, five. I think. Wow. 92. 92. Oh, you're 92? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. You're older than me? I th- we've, we've. I'm yeah, sure but you do. You just, you, I, I just, for know. some reason, I thought you were younger than me. I, I she does. She, I, I bet you still get carded, don't you? Occasionally, yes. Yeah, I knew it. You, <laughs> ha- you have such a, like, young face. She uh, does. Yeah. I moisturize. This lady looks yeah. at least. 24 at most okay (laughs) so people versus jovanovic uh this case deals with the consent defense columbia student university exchanged email communications with sorry i had to burp (laughs) bless you yes with jovanovic where they discussed s bdsm did you just do a cross on me yeah i'm not Satan. No, she said, devil. bless you. So I blessed you. <laughs> you don't want to be blessed? No. Okay. <laughs> Let me burn. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> Let me burn. I like I, it. <laughs> basically, Columbia student, uh, Columbia University student exchanged emails with Jovanovic where they discussed BDSM interests and a potential relationship. Um, mm-hmm. These emails were submitted into the court for review where they determined that the defendant already had enough time to access them and submit them in. Yeah. Therefore, uh, the defense could not bring this up as evidence. Mm. Basically, it was just like, oh, well, this is the uh, defense's evidence now, not like the student's evidence anymore because that's what it was turning into. Yeah. and upon appeal, the higher courts decided that the evidence was improperly handled by the New York's rape shield law. Yeah. Uh, the defendant won the appeal, so Jovanovic won the appeal, and the convi- and the conviction for kidnapping, sexual abuse, and assault were overturned. Good so job. <laughs> so the details are not very clear mm. as to what happened exactly for this case, but... Somewhere in the emails, there they probably might have talked about maybe kidnapping or like doing like a rape fantasy type deal. Mm-hmm. And when it actually happened uh, afterwards, the Columbia st- University student said, "Oh no, I'm going to file charges against you." Jovanovic, who was under the assumption that this was okay from the emails that they had been sending back and forth mm-hmm. to each other, yeah, it turned into a court battle. Uh, the emails kind of turned into an issue of how do we handle evidence that 
like both parties have access to. Right. How do you handle that according to like the rape shield law, mm-hmm. which is you can't the rape shield law if or the if you if you don't know, it's basically a law that kind of protects victims by saying that you cannot judge what happened to them in a rape or an, a sexual assault based off of previous interests. Yeah. So just because let's say I was having an affair with a billionaire does not mean that I wanted to sleep with the president. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. th- very yeah. different circumstances. Yeah, but also too though is is you this and this is where there's just a problem with everything these days is nuance is 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 you know, okay, so were these emails yeah, I've had a fantasy about doing this before, which would not be consent. That would be, uh, you're just telling someone a fantasy. Correct. Or were they more of the tone of, okay, what I'd like you to do is this. Come over here. We're going to do a fake kidnapping. You do this. You do, you know. And at that point, you know. Consensual non-consent is a point of um, contention. Yeah. Uh, because... How, like, aside from the safe words, and that's where it's really key. Right. And you really don't want to end up victim blaming. You should, like, yeah. no, or stop, or whatever, because yeah. that's the point of safe words in consensual non consent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I could see how it could be very easy to blur the line on victim blaming because you're, you could. You, you could say that, well, I mean, these emails, you're clearly setting up something here that you want to have done. But then you could come back and counter that with just because I said it doesn't mean come do it. You can absolutely yeah. withdraw consent at any point. Right. At any time. But then, you know, God damn this, you know, that's it's a tough issue because, I mean, if. If okay, let's say I'm having those emails with you, mm-hmm. and you're telling me, yeah, okay, I want you to come over on Saturday night. You're going to get a kidnapping thing. We're going to get do this, do that, do that, and then um, we get into it. And then for some reason, we don't know. You know, we're not. We don't have like safe words set up or whatever, because we screwed up and didn't do it or whatever. You know, like in this case where, I mean, what. Where does it stop? What is it? I mean, because I mean, if you're acting out a kidnapping ceremony or, or ceremony fantasy, yeah, as you're kidnapping her, she's probably going to be screaming, "No, no, stop, stop kidnapping me!" Well, does that is that automatically? No, I'm going to put you down now. My Listen. Neighbors wouldn't well, know. I found. Yeah. I managed to find the court case that gives us a little bit more details as to the incident in particular. Yeah. So, in the summer of 1996, uh, the student. Uh, meant the acquaintance of Jovanovic mm-hmm. in an internet chat room. They exchanged several emails with each other and talked on the telephone. In the, me- in the messages, Jovanovic mentioned some photographs of corpses and the student yeah. expressed her interest in snuff films, which are oh really, shit. really fucking dark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so on November 22nd, the two met for a dinner date. Things went well. They went back mm-hmm. to Jovanovic's apartment where they watched Meet the Feebles video. I don't know what Meet the Feebles is. Old thing. Yeah. I don't want to know. 
I'm Googling uh, it after this episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, and here's where things start to split, where they start to have conflicting views. Jovanovic believed that these acts were con- consensual afterwards, but the student later on said that she was held there against her will for 20 hours, bound and gagged, sodomized and tortured in various ways. Yeah. Uh, the two exchanged emails after the event uh, where the student described her mental state as being quite bruised mentally and physically, but never been so happy to be alive. And the taste is so overpoweringly delicious and at the same time quite nauseating. Yeah. That, that's a quote. So we've got some mixed feelings here. So mixed feelings. Uh, shortly thereafter, the student talked to family and friends about the incident, and a few weeks later, she filed a complaint with the police. Mm-hmm. Police determined that the allegations did not merit charges, uh, but Linda Fairstein, the head of sex crime division in Manhattan's district attorney office, decided to press charges after speaking to the student. Yeah. So that's the incident. Where they have very conflicting views, and it feels like there was almost like after weeks went by, she ch- she someone else char- filed the charges. From yeah. what it sounds like, yeah, it's yeah. The, it's the people versus Jovanovic. Gotcha. So it's not the, the student cop. herself charging. The cop basically went to the DA and said, "Hey, the state needs to charge this guy." Yeah, and they did. So. Uh, so we have these cases. We, we're we getting into to consent and what, you know, must be done here. Now, do y'all know in, in either experience through friends, whatever, of people who have gone so far now because they're so afraid of something going wrong that they've actually written contracts? Like, this is what allowed, this is what is not allowed, you know, do I, I know anybody personally? No. Yeah. I don't know anyone personally yeah. either. I mean, that's something that's featured on, what, fucking Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah. Which, yeah. well, like it, uh, He's a billionaire covering his ass with paperwork. Yeah, yeah but if you... Out. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, but my thing is, is, you know, I mean, hell, it, it, yeah, it's a big joke every time. There's consent issues that come but, up in society where, is, well, get permission, you better do the paperwork, you know? But, I mean, honestly, with something like this, where it's not just rape, it's not just sodomy, it is hitting, you know, there's actual, can be actual physical injury, mm-hmm. you better, you better damn well bet, I would probably have something in writing saying what I could and could not do. And, and, well, and our, our next case kind of covers that, actually. In yeah. State versus Van, which happened in 2004, uh... Let's see. Let me do that real quick. In State versus Van, what ended up happening was Van and the victim, known as JGC, agreed to enter into a master-slave relationship with, quote-unquote, no limits. Uh, The nature and context of the relationship were outlined in emails kind of as a written contract to kind of say, hey, this is what we're going to go into and how we're going to do this. Uh, The beginning (laughs) of the physical contract of like they're fulfilling their contract was. uh (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know. Do you need me to read it? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Basically, they staged the kidnapping and abduction of JCG. (laughs) 
J G C J C. We're gonna we're gonna shorten it to J C because I cannot with the G. I cannot. So J C was a fake kidnapped and abducted and made a contract w- to be Van submissive. Yeah. After a day or so in service to Van, J C was instructed to write down everything that he did wrong in his fucking life. Uh, Every wrong thing he had ever done. So I stole a candy off a. A, st- a kid, or I, I lied on a test, or every wrong thing. Good Lord. Uh, JC felt that this. JC ended up testifying before a jury of his peers that this activity was very cathartic for him, and it made him realize, like, oh, wait, I need to go back home to Texas and, like, get my life together. Mm. I need to change my ways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but Van was like, no, we signed a contract. You're my submissive. And then uh, imprisoned him and did not allow him to go home. And after some length of time, another submissive helped JC escape. And once JC got to Texas, he was like, hey, I need to file charges on this man because he wrongfully imprisoned me for weeks on end. Basically, this covers consent is like the way what what it boiled down to. A contract is not ironclad consent. Consent has to be ongoing. It it basically an ongoing consent bias. Just because I agreed to something yesterday doesn't mean that it's still valid tomorrow or the week after. Especially if it's something like. Well, by God, I work contract law, and let me tell you something. That shit is ironclad. (laughs) (laughs) Ironclad law. Nobody signs up for old boy. Mm-mm. No, no. It, 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 wow, old boy. Wow, we're gonna go there. We're gonna go there. Yeah. God, old boy is so dark. Have you? Did did? Are you referencing I, the original Korean version? I saw the remake. Oh uh, no, the Korean version is so much, so, so dark. That was yeah. like one of my first introductions to like Korean films, and it was, wow. The Korean films really go there. They really fucking go there. Yeah. Like, if you thought Parasite was intense, old boy. Yeah. Oh. Parasite. Oh. <laughs> oh, Parasite was an amazing movie. But, yeah, it just kind of, this whole case, their final, like, resolution about this, what this whole case kind of resolved was that, you know, consent is only valid until it's revoked. Yeah. yeah. So, the moment he said, I want to return home to Texas, that was when consent was revoked. Even though they had a contract that said no, no I'll limits. Stay, I'll stay yeah. here forever. Uh, that that doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'll uh, stay here forever is a fantasy, and I want to go home is a reality. reality. Yeah. yeah. So Van ended up was was convicted of sexual assault in the first degree, uh, awesome. assault in the first degree, assault in the second degree, first degree, false imprisonment, and terroristic threats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> good good for our boy JC, huh? Yeah, good one, JC. You got home. Um, you made it out. This next one is very cloudy. I read the whole article on this next one. It's State versus Gaspar, which occurred in 2009. Uh, this one, they kind of met on like an, uh, in 2003. A woman met this man, Gaspar, in an online chat room. They began sending emails back and forth, had dates began a sexual, casual sexual relationship. So they began hooking up. 
However, on the night of November 8th in 2003, this is when things start going very, very differently. Uh, Gaspar claims that he and the victim had discussed sadomasochism and had agreed to, to these activities. Yeah. Uh, she claims there was no such conversation, that this didn't actually happen. Right. Uh, you know, the night happened. It was intense. From the details that I read, like, shit, shit got kind of wild and crazy, mm-hmm. as, it, as it does in bed. Um, but what ended up happening... God damn it, my slave has escaped. Excuse me for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go and force some... Uh, no, I don't have any... Yeah. I have no joke for that. Hey, of course, Jason would. Jason would say his slave was was escaping. Let's see. Let me let me pull up the specific. So I was able to find some stuff on like specifically Texas and BDSM. Nice. Should I should I bring that up? Uh, let's do it after. After the national stuff. After after this. Uh, yeah. Okay, I am back, and I can't get her to stop completely. So if was it, was it your ladies and gentlemen listening at home, if you hear my pup, yeah, I, she's what, out there. I don't want to say this because I'm going to yeah. sound racist, but was it your black one and not your white one? <laughs> yes, it was Frankie. She. We're talking about dogs, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. not actual people. Little black and tan. I w- well, I would hope that the barking in the background would tell them we are talking about dogs, Laura. I don't know. But please, please do continue. Mm. Anyways, um, so on November 8th of 2003, this is, this is the night. Uh, Miss Smith, the, the lady, mm-hmm. uh, went over to the apartment at 9 p.m., or no, no, sorry, not the lady, sorry. Gaspar, the guy, went over to the lady's house at 9 p.m. They had an hour-long conversation uh, talking about, like, things that had been happening. They'd been There's been some, like, traveling and stuff going on, whatever, catching up, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady, uh, according to the man, the man said that the lady already had bruises on her. That she was already had like some hickeys and some stuff on her. The woman claims no, that w- didn't happen before. That happened that night. Yeah. So already, strike one on both sides. This is where things start conflicting. Right. Uh, a big old oof. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Defendant stated that he was not interested in the BDSM lifestyle, although he wasn't judgmental about it. That, you know, he would participate in it if it was someone else's interest. Mm-hmm. Strike two. Things start to be different. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a whole hand movement, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. as I talk with my hands. This is an auditory medium. <laughs> I know. So you know. I know. Every time uh, I nod, I feel like a jackass. Yeah. Uh, from there, the parties had wi- have wildly divergent, though equally graphic accounts of what transpired. The lady described a brutally violent sexual assault that came to a complete surprise to her, whereas the defendant, Gaspar, recounted an evening of unorthodox but consensual sexual activity. Uh, this is just for contradictory testament testimony interests. Yeah. Uh, she says... Uh, 
It began where the defendant slapped her across the face, grabbed her hair, put his fingers down her throat, causing her to gag. Mm. She told him to stop, and when she told him she was going to to vomit, he said, I like puke, bitch. She then testified that the defendant started to choke her, spit in her mouth and face, forced her to perform fellatio three times while she was sitting on the bathroom toilet, had vaginal intercourse with her, anal intercourse with her, performed cunnilingus on her, penetrated her with his fist on two occasions, causing her intense and excruciating pain. She further testified that throughout the ordeal, the defendant was controlling her by pulling her roughly by her hair, all while slapping and biting her breasts and uttering crude and degrading epithets. The woman claimed this lasted about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, She stated that she fought him off as much as she could for at least an hour and then laid on her bed while devising a strategy to get him to leave her apartment. She suggested that she go with him to his restaurant and give him oral sex in the car. The defendant agreed to leave, but told her he did not want her to accompany him. She testified that he then got up, dressed, left the apartment, and she locked the door behind him. The defendant recounted a very different night. He testified that they were on the couch. She told him that she wanted to teach him about her new lifestyle and made all sorts of SMN, S&M-related comments. Gaspar, when they undressed, saw fresh injuries on her buttocks, breasts, shoulders, and legs. Although he, he testified that S&M wasn't something he was interested in, he nevertheless he nonetheless complied with her requests. He said that at her insistence, he called her names, bit her, slapped her. He said that he was not able to bite her as hard as she desired because of four false front teeth, causing her to call him a wimp. He testified that they engaged in consensual foreplay, fellatio, and coitus. The foreplay included digital stimulation and non-aggressive spitting as a form of lubrication, but he denied penetrating her with his fist vaginally. The act of fellatio in the bathroom, he said, was a sexual fantasy of the woman, and she insisted that they do it. He said that the only time he held her hair was when she asked him to do so, and he never pulled or dragged her forcefully by the hair. Miss Smith never screamed or cried, he said, nor did she tell him no. He told the jury that he did not force her into a sexual act and that their activities that night were completely consensual. The defendant agreed that you know, it lasted about an hour, hour and a half, and that he left his apartment, her apartment to return to his restaurant that night. Uh, however, they spent some time laying on the bed and opened a window to look up at the stars. No. Uh, when he told her that sh- he needed to leave, she offered to go with him so that he could come back and stay the night, even offer him oral sex as an, adva- as an incentive. He said that he turned her down because he wanted to avoid driving from West Warwick to Fall River and back again, but he would call her in the morning. So this is where that wild that wild night ends. Yeah. Very different. Uh, okay. Later in the day, Miss Smith, that's what they're calling her, Jane Doe, right. uh, brushed her teeth, took some aspirin, called 911. She straightened up her apartment throwing away beer cans and an unopened condom that the defendant had brought over. She changed her clothes and uh, so that she could, quote-unquote, turn over her clothing she was wearing to the police. But she 
kept her underwear on. The same underwear that she had slept with, like, had sex in. She kept that on. Yeah. Um, they took her to the hospital where the doctor performed, like, a, you know, triage on her just to see what's going on. Right. Uh, you know, said that there was uh, abrasions to the labia majora and minora and laceration on her perineum. Uh, the area between her vaginal opening and her anus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, at the hospital, the doctor, and this is this becomes a point of contention, is that the doctor said that uh, she had seen women with similar lacerations that had occurred during childbirth. This becomes a point of contention because in the medical field, you're not allowed to speculate on what could right. have caused injuries like this. So saying something like, oh, could have happened during, ch- like, something like childbirth, that's speculation. You're not allowed to do that mm-hmm. as a doctor. You're, al- you're only allowed to report Whoa. what's there. Legally. Yeah. Legally, you're not allowed to. And what ended up happening was that this report ended up in, uh, ad- uh, admitted as evidence. So mm-hmm. it skewed facts. Yeah. And it became a big deal. Um, but a lot of, like issues with this turn and there's a lot of like questionable decisions that the woman made like why brush your teeth why change your clothes why do all these things yeah but i think some of that is just it's you wake up in the morning what's the first thing you do you brush your teeth and she probably wasn't even thinking in terms of that you know to give a dna sample or yeah like turn over if you if you're gonna take off your all yeah. your clothes, why not change your underwear as well? Like I would think the underwear especially. Yeah, but like if the underwear yeah. especially to turn over. Um, I but I mean, let's also face facts that okay, you know, in a, in a well, we haven't gotten to how this case ends, but if all this did occur to her non consensually, the way your mind works after a trauma like that. It's it's completely different. You yeah. you're not even thinking in terms. You 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 you're all you're thinking about is did this really just happen to me? Oh my god, I need to get clean. You know things yeah. of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it, very easy to say she did things wrong, but it's also yeah. put yourself in that state of mind. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's very very great. The the issue here is that it's a very he yeah. said, she said. Yeah, very it's much very so. Because their yeah. accounts Absolutely. are so wildly different. Mm-hmm. So how did it turn out? I mean, what ended um, up happening? So the police said, hey, can you give us your computer so that we can look at this as evidence? She said, yeah. no, but I'll give you my password so you can look at some of the stuff that's on my computer. Right. Uh, in it, they found that she you know, saved a couple of websites, including Boston's Dungeon and New England Dungeon. Uh, they seized a notebook that she kept by her computer which had like a whole bunch of quotes like i love submissive people or like a whole bunch of like other like bdsm related lifestyle stuff Hmm. Uh, analysis found seminal fluid in the oral samples collected from miss smith but not from the vaginal or rectum samples they also revealed seminal fluid on the bedding from miss smith's apartment but not on any other items Hmm. So, could have been he could have used a condom for vaginal and anal if, yeah. there's, if there's no seminal fluid yeah. there. 
but there's seminal fluid in the mouth and on the bed sheets. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, police drove her home from the hospital around 9.30 a.m. on November 9th. So this this whole, like, going to the hospital that happened in the very early morning. Right. Because hospitals take forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She brushed her teeth and they still found seminal fluid? Yeah. Okay. She ain't a very good brusher, I'll say that much. I guarantee you there's cavities in her <laughs> this life. This poor woman. This there's poor woman has gone through such an ordeal. And she brushes her teeth to help normalize. Her and now the whole herself. world knows that she sucks at it. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what ended up happening was that Gaspar was charged by Gaspar was in charged by indictment with six counts of first degree sexual assault, all arising of the same sexual encounter. Case was tried twice by the same trial judge. Uh, Deadlock jury in the first trial resulted in a mistrial. Case was tried a second time, and uh, the jury came back with a guilty verdict. Uh, the trial justice heard and denied defendant's motion for a new trial in 2006. May on May 9th of 2006, on May 12th of 2006, def- defendant was sentenced to 50 years imprisonment on each count, terms to run concurrently with 25 years to serve, and the balance suspended with the statutory conditions of sex offender registration and counseling. Uh, Defendant bases his appeal on the trial testimony of two state witnesses, Jane Doe, a former girlfriend of the defendant, and and the doctor who examined uh, the woman. The appeal for the doctor was obvious. It was just that she speculated on what type of injury, which right. not allowed to do that, which is cause for a mistrial, mm-hmm. which they can throw out the previous case and try the case again. Mm-hmm. The second one was on uh, a testimony of the former girlfriend. And the testimony kind of breaks down that, like, yes, he was kind of, like, into BDSM, but he never took it too far, and he was always consensual about it. You know, things were always kind of, like, went well to like when when we would participate things went well mm-hmm. nothing ever got too crazy or out of hand um so yeah so gaspard was not committed uh due to improper permitted testimony the decision of the lower court was overturned and the charges of five accounts of sexual assault were dropped okay so yeah it's still a mis- it's still very gray as to like still very gray up into the air and 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 I think that's which we're we're running out of time here but I think that's what we're getting to with all this too is is you know it, it, let's of course talk about the fact that just make sure you have consent yeah you but, know and but here's the thing and I think this happens quite often mm. more often than we care to admit well yeah. I don't know if it happens often. But my concern is that, yes, you consent to something that and you go through with it. Yeah. But in the weeks after, you feel regret over it. Yeah. And you change your view about it. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes there's a tendency to want to kind of. And the only reason I bring up this point of view is because this happened to my oldest brother when we were in high school, him and a Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They had sex, you know, they were dating, whatever. He broke up with her. She then started saying, oh, no, my brother's an abuser. My brother would beat her. 
This mm-hmm. is, this, these were things that she was claiming that yeah, my yeah, that yeah. my brother was abusive, that yeah. he was physically violent with her, mm-hmm. which my brother was like five five. He was short. He was skinny. He was like tiny. Yeah. You know, not that t- he didn't he didn't fit the criteria or like he yeah. didn't, but it managed to c- turn into a, m- a, a a whole big deal. Yeah. Because he was at the private school across from her private school because they yeah. were both gendered schools. Mm-hmm. And it turned into like a whole court case where Ryan, my, sorry, sorry, no, cut that out, bleep that out. I don't know. <laughs> where, um, I got you. Where it turned into this case where it was just like, well, did he do it? Did he not do it? And for a long time, my brother faced a lot of stigma. Because people believe that he actually did it. Yeah. When in actuality, he never touched her. Never heard a fly. Yeah. Never heard a, ha- a hair on her head. And in the end, it was found to be li- that she was lying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. ultimately, what ended up happening was uh, the school that she was from ended up having stricter restrictions on access to, like, communal uh, spaces. Spaces, yeah. Yeah. So things like the football field became like, oh no, that's the boys' school only. Yeah. Which sucked because I ended up going to that school years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the irony of it all. I um well you know and, and, and it is crazy you know you get into to this stuff like that but I mean when I um when I was in the military we had a case of a uh, young lady she she hooked up with a couple. Um, they went nice. home together for the night, did their thing and all that. Next thing you know, she's saying, oh, that couple raped me. Well, the couple ends up getting kicked out of the military, losing all their benefits, and going to jail mm-hmm. for doing this. It's later found out that this young lady, once they went back and started looking at all the cases together, she had done this at two other bases to two other couples. It ended up being a thing, and so once like they, they brought, targeted. yeah, and yeah. once they brought her in and started pulling it out of her, found out that, oh yeah, she was running a this. It was something in her mind. It, it, it she had a mental illness, and it it was crazy. Anyway, but the point was was none of these she was having sex with the couples, but it was all consensual and it yeah. was the way that they said it had gone. She met them at a club that night. She went home with them after she said she wanted to go home with them. You know, but and so those got overturned. But here's my problem with all of this. Young ladies who do stuff like that where they're making up these stories where they're maybe having regrets you know, like you said, yeah. and all, and they well, I can, it wasn't, you know, they did something consensually, and then all of a sudden, in their mind, it, it this is basically what happened with that girl, she would do it, she would get home, she had a lot of, like, religious beliefs she had grown up with, so then she would do her whole, oh, God thinks I'm a sinner, so now how do I hide it from God, well, I'll just accuse him of rape, because if I'm yeah. raped, I can't, it it like I said, she had yeah. some mental instability there, mm-hmm. and so in. But when that happens, you're muddying the waters for those 
who yeah. really have had something and happen l- to them. Yeah. And, and it, like it's it's oh. it's okay to have feelings of regret. I mean, yeah. Lord knows I when I lost yeah. my virginity and like the backlash of like my family went south. Same. I yeah. had the feeling of well, did I let him like take advantage take of advantage of me? Was I right. theoretically raped? And it was just like, No, Laura, you consented yeah. to that. You know, this is yeah, you're feeling regret, but it's not like if you were to go back in time and follow all those steps again, would you choose differently? And yeah. It's like, no, I'd pick the same thing. So it it's common to feel regret. Yeah. I'm well, not sometimes, yeah, you. you it, I'm not saying like I know it feels shitty. It feels so sucky right. to like regret like a sexual encounter because it's For just sure. it's just a, a terrible feeling. You just feel awful. But do not. I think it's important mm. to not let that regret turn into uh, a reason to ruin someone else's life. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't make it question. Don't don't worry and, and here's another thing. Don't worry about what everyone else is saying. Don't don't feel like, well, I got to say it's this to save face in front of them. Yeah, no. I made a decision. I may have regretted it, but I'm going to use that as a learning experience in life to say, yeah. well, maybe I'm not going to do that again, you yeah, know? Everyone else does not have to live your life. That's yeah. right. And I think that's, right. that's something that like i know a lot of people kind of struggle with is like regret after sex yeah and it's it's still a very common feeling even if you're yeah. ha- if you're participating in normal sex it doesn't even have to be yeah. pdsm sex it can just right. be normal sex you can feel that regret and it's just like no that's that's common don't worry right it, nothing it's it's common to feel bad after consensual sex sometimes because it just wasn't the experience you thought it was going to be or mm-hmm. you right. know life people's people's morality get got into your head that's not your own it's like no get that get that shit out of there basically you do you yeah yeah it's it kind of sucks we ended this on the on the the whole uh uh legality part of it but but i mean it's an important issue we needed to cover but the because it throughout all of this you know throughout three episodes on bdsm i i think that the base thing is 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 just you do you oh and if you enjoy it then you know make sure you're doing it safe i will give you some uh uplifting things or leave you on an uplifting note okay in 2002 there are about 600 cases where a BDSM participant would lose custody of their child because those activities would be used against them in court. Yeah. Uh, over the past couple of years, the rate's been dropping. And uh, as late as 2015, there were only 200 cases nationwide of parents losing custody of their children because of BDSM activities. Yeah. So Strangely, I would sort of credit that uh, to... Fifty Shades, the oft-made fun, yeah, <laughs> because it has made these topics mainstream. Yeah. Well, there's also like national coalitions that really work to like mm-hmm. normalize BDSM. I well, <laughs> listen, folks. I d- d- just here's my thing, and I, I know I went Ugh, on Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> That has nothing to do with uh, BDSM and all that. That that's fine. I'm glad it started a national conversation. That just has to do with some shitty writing, uh, people. It was almost uh, Stephanie Meyer bad writing. Well, it was worse than Stephanie Meyer because it's based off of Stephanie Meyer. It was a Twilight yeah. fan fiction originally. Yeah. Are you shitting no. me? No. 
Oh was, my it god! Change the names around. Yeah. And see, there's the problem. And Twilight fan. Who the fuck? I mean, that's yeah. and, you know and here's horrible. The thing. When you think of it as fan fiction, things make a little bit more it sense. Makes way more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah. But if you, yeah. you try to have it as a standalone movie, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been national coalitions that kind of like help. Like they've been around since like the 80s, 70s. To kind of like teach psychiatrists, hey, no, BDSM is not a mental disorder. Right. Hey, law, this is consensual. I'm in my right mind. They've agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like in some countries, I think in like your some European countries, there's no such thing as giving consent to be assaulted. So if someone decided mm. to like slap you or they left a bruise on you, they could be charged of a criminal offense. So it is. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely assault. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Texas, um, as long as if someone hits you and oh, my yeah, you're good. Okay. You you were off mic for a little bit, just sound down a hallway. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, intentionally or knowingly uh, physically contacting another person, and you knew or reasonably should have known the contact would have been provocative or offensive, is a Class C misdemeanor. Misdemeanor's not bad. Yes, I got to pay a ticket. If the physical contact caused any pain, the offense rises to a class A misdemeanor. It's still a misdemeanor. Still a misdemeanor. And assault by impeding breath or circulation could get you two to ten years in Uh, prison. Yeah. Yeah. If the person you choked was your spouse or someone you were dating. Actually, no, I'm sorry. If the person you choked was your spouse or someone you were dating, that's a third-degree felony. Yeah, felony is kind of harder to get out of. Now, yeah, yeah. Um, according to Texas Penal Code 22.06, uh, provides some exceptions. Uh, a victim may consent to assault, including <laughs> choking. Penal Code. <laughs> anyway. Jason, you're far too old to be making those jokes. What the fuck is Aggravated this show about, Laura? <laughs> or deadly conduct. Yeah. Now, um, if someone suffers serious bodily injury, then yes, of course, that, that it doesn't matter whether yeah. or not you consented, but uh, you know, that's yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, guys, we're going to have to get off this thing. This has been quite the journey on PDSM. Quite the ride. Uh, we did it. Yeah, we made it through. How long, um, how long did it take us? Three episodes in a few hours, but yeah, we uh, we made it through it. And um, you know, again, everybody take care of each other, love each other. I'm out. I'll let the ladies have a chance to say goodbye to our loving audience. Yeah, uh, talk. Really, the most important thing is to ask. The worst thing someone can do is say no. Talk to them, and you can, in fact, say no at any point. I will add in that, like, it's whatever you're feeling afterwards or, like, during, that's valid. What you're feeling is valid, but, like, don't take your feelings out on other people just to, like, make yourself feel better. Like, deal with that shit. Go to therapy. Talk to your therapist about what, what you felt during sex. I will guarantee you, you will feel a thousand times better coming out of that than making up some fabricated story. Uh, But also, like, you know, consent is important. Yes. You know, and consent is only valid until you take it back. Absolutely. So you cannot be imprisoned for 10 years because you signed a contract. 
and decided to change your life after two days, uh, you know, you are allowed to go home. You're allowed to, you know, live a life that you want. And uh, goodbye. Miss you. (laughs) Bye, everybody.